welcome one, welcome all uh, to where the podcast where I eat my own hair. It's Radio Free Toad Bag. I'm Donovan. Excuse me, I'm Audrey. I'm eating a cheese coney right now. This is an eating heavy episode, evidently. <laughs> and joining us for this hail and or hair and chili dog meal, we've got Vrunt with us. Welcome back, Nate. Hello. Thank you for having me again. Absolutely. Uh, getting onto this because so we're all in a little bit of a, a rush today. We had a little scheduling scramble. It's the middle of the day, an unusual time for the podcast. Uh, but our powers know no bounds. And so Audrey's trying to get some food in her, and I saw her on the camera eat a piece of her hair. It got caught in the chili dog, and she had to pull the chili off of it. And that reminded me of how uh, yesterday I was eating yogurt, and I'm not used to having long hair, and I kind of do now. Hmm. And uh, a little bit of that fell into the yogurt and got stuck in between my teeth. And now what are y'all's thoughts on that? That was a miserable experience. (laughs) I would say that a chili dog is a more tacky like a more tactile sort of experience because i think with yogurt you could just kind of swip and just take it off your hair that's true no big deal I, there's like oils and shit in this Ooh, that's a good that are point. gonna stick with me all damn day yogurt's got them probiotics though and so now what if my hair uh has more flora than it's supposed to i don't know <laughs> if bacteria bits on my bangs are necessarily a good thing you hear a lot about gut flora. You don't hear a lot about hair flora. You certainly do not. Nate, have you ever had long hair? Yeah. I mean, you can see the the bottom half of my face here is, is plenty long, but I let, the, I let the top grow out sometimes. How do you feel about this? I had long hair 10 years ago, and I'm as, as part of non-binary expression and also just trying to mix it up because I've had the same haircut like the past eight years, I'm growing mine back out. And... I miss elements of it, like looking like a Fabio ass hunk. That was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, looking real beautiful with the locks, but I, I do not miss it falling in front of my face and getting lodged between my incisors so frequently. That is difficult. I think there's nothing more liberating than growing your hair out, and there's also nothing that makes you feel more more in control than getting a haircut. So I don't think there's a way to lose. If you're thinking about your hair and you're making a decision about your hair, I think it's a powerful thing. I like that. Hair top of mind right where it belongs. On on account of it's on the top of your head, am I right? Incredible. I want to be like, wow, hey, it's early. Ha ha. Like, I'm feeling a little (laughs) loopy, but it's like almost 2 (laughs) p.m. We're just changing up the the old pod cycle over here. Do you want to talk about why? Because I feel bad about this. We want to talk about why. Yeah, why don't you give the this? reason that you needed to emergency reschedule, Audrey? What was so pressing that, that <laughs> you were making me disrupt my cycle like this? I have to go play Magic the Gathering at a brewery. Jesus Christ. Okay, that's important. That's <laughs> it's important. It's pretty important, right? Second Tuesday of every month, I've had it on the calendar for a little while, and I gave three days notice, you know? Now, can, can we get into the weeds with this? <laughs> what, what sort of event is this? A draft? A commander night? What sort of thing is going on? Commander night through a local LGS. They've paired with, uh, uh, well, I'll just, I'll just buzz market them. It's Yada Quest. They have uh, paired up with Mad Tree Brewing. Uh, I'm going to go have a nice cider and play some commander, maybe meet some new people, get some new people to play with. And I'm pretty excited. Nice, about it. It's like nice. a monthly thing. So like maybe once a month we move the recording day and I give you more notice than three days so that uh, you don't have to flex your afternoon. 
Please, please, God. I'm resistant to change. <laughs> Tell me about that. Me too. I hope it's a magical evening. Nice. <laughs> well, if you ever find yourself in New York, there is a Monday night draft that I go to. Hell yeah. Every single week. No shit. That's, I'll plug them, Brooklyn. It's a LAN party arena, uh, oh, which shit. who knew that that would exist again in 2022? Yeah. Uh, but it's great. Bar in the front, a uh, whole bunch of PCs and tables and such in the back, uh, and a good crew if you want to play Magic. Fucking A. Okay, so we got two magical experts over here. I, I for one, have only ever seen the cards uh, because I am bad at card games and it always felt intimidating and, and scary. Uh, and also, I needed to do cool things like go bird watching uh, when I was in my youth. <laughs> what is the community around this like? Is it uh, like, especially nowadays, because I remember that being a big thing, like, I don't know, when I was younger, people talking about it. But like, eh, is it cool people? Is it is it kind of a rough crowd as as kind of nerdier <laughs> things can be? What is this like? Um, I don't know that I, you know. I want to hear your answer, Nate, before I before I sure it, I think it depends. There's all of these hobbies can attract very competitive people who yeah. maybe are more in it to win it than the gathering part, if you will. Uh, but if you find <laughs> the right group, uh, there are a lot of guys that I play with who are, you know, they've been playing since, you know, the OOs or before. Yeah. And they say as veterans of the game, they, they're like, you know, it's really important that we are stewards of showing that this is about community and making sure people feel welcome. So I think you've got enough of people like that who keep it going that even when you run into somebody who's just like, oh, I want to, you know, beat you in three turns kind of type, like you can sustain through <laughs> the really hyper competitive folks. Absolutely. And I, I will cop to it. Uh, our community also has a number of people who are unfamiliar with deodorant and that's difficult sometimes. Oh, no. Uh, but you just you just kind of take people where they are. Like yeah. the other thing that I've run into a little bit is uh, uh, casual racism among the nerd community. Oh, no. But that's everywhere. You know, everybody. That's you know, true. Every community has issues with that. That's just um, the the nature of this great nation, isn't it? Yeah. Good job, uh, America. Unfortunately. Um, and you just kind of you just take it as it comes, confront it. You know, hey, not cool that you said that. Yeah. That's not very magical of you at all. Mm -hmm. That's the that's and the in opposite. Fact, uh, Wizards has has taken steps to try to. That's the company that makes it. Wizards of the Coast has tried to take steps to say make Dungeons and Dragons more inclusive. And uh, on Magic the Gathering Arena, one of the digital platforms for Magic the Gathering, there's little reminder text that pops up between matches, right? And one of them says, "Your opponent can be anyone from any kind of background. Magic is for everyone." Oh, that's very nice. And I'm like, you need to remind some of these people yeah. that that's the case. Hey, knock it the fuck off. Yeah. Is it having a resurgence in the way that I feel like D&D &D kind of has the past five years? I feel like I'm hearing about it more, but maybe that's just because I know lots of magic people. <laughs> maybe because of me specifically. Yeah, probably maybe <laughs> because I record every week with a girl with magic card earrings. <laughs> Oh, I should show this to Nate. Hold on. Oh, please. You got to check on. these out. It's very impressive. Again, I have no context for what the cards mean, uh, but I like some dangly earrings and, and God damn, are these not dangly little cards? They're tiny. Oh, those are great. Those They're are so super great. cool. They're, uh, oh, it's been, there you go. Forest in a swamp. Nice. 
Listener, you can't see it, but they're like magic cards, except for a smaller version of that. And as we all know, I like tiny versions of regular sized things. Precious rare miniatures. It really does it for me. Well, that's the relationship with magic that we have on the top of the show. But what about other relationships? Last time, I think we asked you our standard guest question, which is about embarrassing dating story and whatnot. Uh, a, A classic. Our follow up question has been, how's your dating life going? But I believe... You were in a pretty long-term relationship, am I right? That's right. Yeah, uh, things are going well. Um, My partner's uh, lease was up at the end of last month, so we are actually all moved in together now. All our stuff in one spot. That's a big leap. Exciting. And um, when when does this episode come out? Is this pre or post Halloween? Uh, It's pre. This will be before Thursday the 13th. This comes out spoiler for anyone who's going to see us at a halloween party later but we finally landed on a good couple's costume oh uh, so i feel like that's another landmark step is having a great couple's halloween costume together <laughs> both very exciting steps absolutely what's the can you reveal the costume or you want it to be a surprise? i will i will so uh so it's you know the i think you should leave sketch with the hot dog suit guy absolutely it's hot dog suit guy me and uh my partner is going to be the well, she is going to be the guy who is dressed and he looks kind of like hot dog colors. So she's got like the tan blazer, the yellow right. mustard tie. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it. Just get you a friend to play the person who drives a car through the wall. Oh, you'll be a hit at all the parties. Yeah. We're, we're going through, you know, you try to. That's the trouble, right? If you're if you're planning for two on halloween you got to find something that's going to be comfortable for both of you you both get right it can't be super hyper niche like oh this anime series that i'm way into that she's never heard of that sort of thing uh so it really does feel like that it's a it's a little tiny microcosm of relationship compromise is finding that right costume that's true and it's very fun when you can land on something like this Audrey, you could be like, hey, I, I'm magic and she's the gathering. There's a tip for you. <laughs> you want to know what my costume with my partner is? I'm doing a Please. couple's costume. Uh, dueling sexy Kermits. Uh, we're both wearing these <laughs> horrifying Kermit the Frog heads where the mouth is kind of a red, slightly sheer material. And so you can see a smiling face behind it. Uh, and then just like green fishnets. Uh, platforms, something that's going to be showing off some ass. I'm going to be looking uh, slutty as fuck. It's gonna green be banana good. hammock, potentially green banana hammock. We're we're settling on what the uh, on what the bottom part of this is going to be, uh, but definitely showing up my beefed up cheeks in some capacity, <laughs> but with a funny twist. I hope I can walk in the platforms. I'm a little bit scared of that part. Kermit in a BDSM harness. Oh, there harness. we go. There like we go. That. Uh, it's not easy being kink. Nope. <laughs> it's not, not easy being tied up and whipped for sexual <laughs> gratification. There we go. Oh, it sounds just like the song. I was off the off the cuff like that. Impressive. Yeah. Well, we Good love like the that. matching Halloween costumes. How is how's the moving in together? That's a big yeah, what's that fucking like? relationship step we've talked about on here. It's pretty good. Pretty good. We, you know, things just kind of lined up right. The stars aligned, if you will, uh, where there was an empty room here at my apartment. So we didn't have to move everything to one place. It it just worked out really well. Knock on wood. Um, But, you know, we've been together a couple years now. I think Mm -hmm. 
if if there was something that was going to be a red flag for oh should not cohabitate with this person I like to think we would have found it by now. So, so far, so good. Totally fair. Absolutely. Spent a lot of time at each other's places. You sort of figure yeah. out the rhythms. Especially, you know, a relationship that uh, kind of really bloomed throughout the pandemic where you had to be in, do- in sort, in, excuse me, had to be inside all the time. Yeah. We were always going to be in close proximity, right? I feel like it was like an incubator for okay, we are not sick of each other. This is kind of cool. Yeah. A good kind of pressure test for things. If you can live together under those circumstances or spend an extended amount of time inside together, I feel like this will be, this will be good times. So you, you are moved in together. You're in the process or you are, have you had any things that's like, Hey, this is a nice little surprise. I like, I didn't think about this. I like this. I don't know. Like what's been something that stood out to you about it so far. Uh, she has a lot more art than I do, so the walls are not uh. bare anymore. <laughs> that's good. That's one of those things where I just, I don't, I notice it and appreciate it when it's there, but I, I don't have the foresight to, I should go and find something. So she has, right. uh, we've already got like just a nicer hallway. You walk in and there's like, there's life on the walls and not just yeah. the weird yellow paint that my <laughs> landlord picked. <laughs> that's so Are- good. Like I work at like a, it's something of like a high end home goods kind of situation. And uh, we sell like artwork and shit. And I just can't conceive of the person that walks into a place and goes, yes, I will have some artwork. Then <laughs> <laughs> like, it feel like that's, I don't know. It's something yeah, that I feel no, you collect to, to from me, like smaller things. Yeah. It feels very arbitrary to be like, oh, I want a picture of a barn or whatever. However you yeah. do that. Uh, but yeah, like she's got this one. It's um, this thing that Maria Bamford did. Oh, it yeah. was uh, what was that? Not Mo- Motel Six or one of those motel chains were like getting rid of all their tacky art, and they did yeah, something yeah. where I, I think it was. Um, you might have to cut this because I can't remember the actual <laughs> person. I can't remember if it was Maria Bamford or um, what's her name. Um, yeah, Hillary one. Clinton. The. <laughs> I do remember Maria Bamford doing a project with painting, so I think you're in the right zip code. It was, give me one second, because I need to Kristen look this up. Shaw. Who else is a, <laughs> a lady comedian? Oh, right, yeah, I know Amy Schumer. Nope, you're close, you're close. Amy Sedaris. Amy Sedaris. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you might, might have to edit this story a little bit. <laughs> uh, so she has this thing that I think was Amy Sedaris did in conjunction with Motel 6, where they were getting rid of all their art and you could just go in and anything that didn't have a sticker on it you could put a sticker on and she would uh give it a, an official title and you got a certificate of authenticity <laughs> of yes this this has been a titled piece from this exhibit whatever you want to call it so it's tacky motel art but with a purpose with a real story behind it i love that's this. really neat i always do that in hotels i like gazing at the things on the walls and being like what was the thought process like how did this end up here did the photographer know this was going to be motel art did the person who was like we got a bulk order like a hundred pictures of barns it's art by the foot you know it's (laughs) right did they have something in mind and then i like did who lives in this barn like what if there is murders carried out in this barn and it's just been (laughs) randomly assigned to all these hotels and there's like a curse placed on things now it does make you think in a way that i don't think it's supposed to and that and that is fun what's the what's the one that you have is it a barn 
Uh, I think it's just like a like a landscape, just you know, uh, kind of muted pastels. Yeah, uh, no, nothing that's really going to challenge you in any way. Right. Uh, but what if that landscape was uh, uh, the fucking battlefield of Verdun uh, in World War One, perhaps? <laughs> And a statement on how the history is buried by the uh, ongoing, unstoppable in, in, march of nature and, and grass growing over the craters and uh, the chemicals from the gas long gone in the breeze. It's so early. <laughs> you were like, you were shaking at the end of that. You were like, Ugh. I drink so much caffeine and the way this is shaken out, I've only had a bagel with cream cheese today. And so my energy Fuck. is really fucking weird. Not all of us can get three cheese conies in us at the beginning of the episode. I had Audrey. to do it. I had to do it. I don't blame you. I would have done it too. We love these updates, Nate. I like when people got like relationship updates and it's like things are going really well. And like we have some milestones like that. That makes me it makes me happy. I feel like sometimes I don't know. We have like married couples on and stuff. And sometimes you've been together for 10 or 20 years. It's like, I don't know. Things are pretty good. Like what kind of update do you want? These are solid wins. These are solid <laughs> things we can point to, and I, I don't feel like we're isolating you with uh, my brilliant follow-up question. How's your, how's your dating stuff going? So, two thumbs up to you, and uh, uh, we're all in a good place here. What if we helped some of these poor, wretched listeners who maybe are not in such a good place, maybe do not have cool landscape photos on their walls? What do we say about that? <laughs> I am hard pressed to describe our listeners as wretched. <laughs> like, yeah, seems... probably. That's what I usually call the Reddit people. Uh, Force the <laughs> instinct there, listeners. You are not wretched. You are beautiful souls. But sometimes they're having a bad time in the box, and you know, a wretched time, not a wretched listener. That's what I was trying to say. All right, let's get to that. But first, the quickest word from our sponsors of all time. This week, sponsoring the show, you know what it is, Radio Free Tote Bag Patreon. Hey, it's me, Donovan, who has to has a hard stop in like 45 minutes. So I got to tell you this extremely quickly. We do bonus episodes, one every week, $5 a month, patreon.com slash RFTB, immediate access to like 80 episodes in the backlog, all kinds of guests, special segments. We'll mail you a sticker and there's a Discord, patreon.com slash RFTB. Back to the show. Asking all the questions. Asking all them questions, why you asking all them questions, making statements, uh, who? Asking all them questions, asking all them questions, why you asking all them questions, making statements, uh, who? Whoa! Yeah! Yeah! Oh! Oh, it's the early afternoon, what the fuck's going on? Hey, didn't see you there. It's time for the question box, the segment of the show where you, the listener, can send in your questions to us and we'll do our best to answer them. If you have not done this before, or if you have forgotten, you simply go to our social media at RFTBpod on Twitter or Instagram or our website, RFTB.me, and you click that, hey, I want to ask a question link. You don't have to make an account. It's anonymous. Bang, bang, tapity tap, keyboard your question into the box, and we will answer it. And this week, coming out the gate, check this out. My wife is basically a cocktail of medical conditions that leave her frequently tired, which doesn't jive with her mental state, where she can't relax if she has an unfinished list of tasks. I tried to pick up tasks where I can, which includes doing things while working remotely. My job is a joke, so it's not affecting my performances, in parentheses. But it's not enough, especially since I've also developed a medical condition that makes me easily fatigued. 
that's been stressing me out and making me depressed, especially since there is a lot of things to be done. We got two small kids constantly doing what small kids do. And I've been trying to convince her that she'd get more done if she'd relax from time to time, but even weed isn't helping. <laughs> I've tried to bring in outside family help, but they do not help. That whole situation could be its own question. Hey, maybe send it in. We'll do a family zone. Uh, what's your advice for handling this exhausting situation? I can't imagine a problem that weed doesn't solve. That's... <laughs> Fixes That's... everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Leak in your pipes, stack a stuff a nug in there, fix it right up. <laughs> That's all the problems I can think of are pipes leaking. Plenty <laughs> uh, issues. A weird, like, catch-22, really frustrating situation that I, I run into as well is it's really fucking hard to relax when you're stressed out and tired, like, even if you have the time. If your mind is kind of like strung out on and on and on and you've got a lot of worries going on, even if you're like, I don't have to do anything for the next two hours, it can be difficult to like do a chill activity without being in your head the whole time. Like, fuck, I'm supposed to be doing this. Oh, God, is this going to get done? Oh, no. And then you just like feel worse at the end of it. You've had right. like a two hour bad meditation. No, good. Y'all ever deal with this, too? I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, exactly what you described with like just fully unable to enjoy the time that you have, even when you do have time to, to relax, like uh, just like a creeping sense of dread that's pervasive. Yeah. And I should probably talk to my therapist about it actually. <laughs> now that you mention it, um, that's kind of where I wanted to go uh, with this question was like, maybe there's some sort of like psychiatric intervention that can take place because like as far as it seems like you're doing most of the things that you can try to do like you're trying to right. pick up slack for her you're trying to family members are trying to do same uh you're you know attempting to medicate it with cannabis and they even and even even the vaunted cannabis is not <laughs> handling the situation uh so maybe some other form of uh of intervention in that way maybe there's something more than than i could say that could be of abuse it, it definitely feels like a, a professional help could be good if you have access to it. That's what I'm currently doing. Uh, hey, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I'm in therapy trying to work on a similar thing because uh, it's, it's, it's tough to work through. Um, but maybe even if that's not enough, you know, this sounds like some kind of latent anxiety thing going on. Maybe medication could help. Maybe something else. Uh, you know, I think that's an avenue to explore. Nate, you're the renowned creator of Relaxing Chat on Twitter, a DM that you added us to where we rate our relaxation levels, and then it was Digimon Chat, and now it's Relax Chat again. You seem like a pretty relaxed guy. Is this accurate? I, I am pretty relaxed, but, you know, it's a lot of effort. It's uh, Sometimes high-anxiety uh, task to become relaxed. And I think for something like this, the problem is described it sounds like a lot of these things are compounding, right? There's um, both of them have tasks to do. There's anxiety because it's not getting done. There's kids running around. Um, and it sounds like maybe detangling some of that, identifying, okay, what's causing some of the anxiety and what can I do, right? What do I have the energy level or executive function to be able to complete and break those things down and then kind of you know lower that uh anxiety level raise that relaxing level 
even if, you know, all the weed in the world is not going to be able to relax her, if if you can say, all right, we got 30% done, right. we're, we're tackling this, we're dismantling this monolithic source of anxiety, at least you're heading in the right direction. And then looking for where you can find specific external help, right? If family members aren't willing or able, if you can find, oh, we need to get the laundry done or whatever this other task, what can we externalize? What can we put off? What can we delegate yeah. or pay for if you have the resources to do so? And I think looking at it, not as one big issue, but a series of things that you can slowly reduce the stack of might be a better way to look at it. That's extremely good advice. Like pro professional level, relax advice there. <laughs> Ironically, because it's, it's it, yeah. Everything becomes so much more overwhelming when there's no clear path through yes. it. And you just keep remembering, fuck, there's this thing. Fuck, there's this other thing. Oh God, the, the kids have spilled milk all over the, the goddamn carpet. Now we got to take care of that too. Yeah. I feel like as part of that as well, you could maybe, you know, between splitting the effort between your however, try to get some like dedicated, you are allowed to chill here. We've accounted for this in the plan for dealing with everything else. You are allowed to chill here, put the effort into chilling here, and then kind of reframing it as like, you know, the better I do at this part, the better I, I am tackling the other things in a way because I'm taking care of myself enough to have the energy to do the task that I have scheduled after this or whatever. Which, it is frustrating that you have to put effort into relaxation. That's something that I've found. Uh, but when you are able to make it a more purposeful thing, and especially if you, like we're talking about, have some designated no, like you're not fucking anything up by taking these next two hours to play Splatoon, whatever, whatever you like doing. I'm just speaking from my own mind. <laughs> uh, I think that could go a long way, give you that recharge time. Uh, but it also does just take practice to to kind of get used to this. There is just an element of, of learning to let go uh, in a way that is very difficult for those of us with extremely bad anxiety and, and similar uh bad brain times but it's not undoable i'm making progress you can also make progress we believe in you it's true we got any other relaxation tips boy i wish i wish we knocked it out of the park <laughs> i don't i don't know how to at all i don't know that i ever have relaxed uh in my life so we got to work on that. I got, <clears throat> hey, I got some good advice for you. Back up about 10 minutes and listen to what we just talked about, Audrey. <laughs> I'm going to do the same goddamn thing next time I'm, I'm winging out a bit. Uh, no, it, it goes a long way to be more purposeful about it and to try to kind of, when the bad thoughts are coming up, like, no, fuck you. I'm focused on uh, reading Our Inner Fish uh, by Neil Shubin, a, a book on how we evolved from. Uh, fish and how we can still see that in our bodies i don't know why that's pertinent i'm reading it recently it's really neat check it out that'll relax you hard to be stressed when you realize you're a fish to send it just flop <laughs> around a little bit i saw that great one that was uh it was a, it was an illustration of the what was the name of the first organism to leave the water tiktaalik yeah it was a tiktaalik going up on land and it said yeah. this motherfucker walked out of land and now i have to worry about gender identity what the fuck <laughs> Get back in there, you bastard. You made a big mistake. Yeah, you fucked up. We could have been cruising around the oceans, but you had to develop wrists. Are you happy with yourself? <laughs> you feel good about that? Feel fucking good about yourself, you piece of shit. All right. 
good luck to you. Hey, read that book, maybe. It relaxes me, I swear to God. This is a bit, but it it is really good. Something about reading in general. It occupies your thought. You can't think about anxious things if, if fish words are in your head. Read something that you like. That's my final piece of advice there. Uh, Audrey, what else we got in the box? How do you get over the intense anger and feeling of betrayal at the ending of a relationship? I want so badly to express how hurt I am, but I know there's no point, and my ex is not in a place to want to understand the hurt he caused me. How to get over the feeling of, quote, if I could make him understand, I will feel better. I know I shouldn't talk to him, but the anger and pain feel so distracting from trying to move on. Mama Mia. Yeah. It seems like, yeah, it seems like you kind of know where you're at, though, with the no, you shouldn't be talking to this person. Uh, I don't know. My stance on these things are like, if you already made the decision to break up, you're going your separate ways. Like, yeah, hurt and all these bad feelings are going to come up. But I kind of feel like the more you try to engage with this person, I'm like, no, like if I just explain it this way, like I will properly have closure. I have found the opposite to be true. I think that just spools the thoughts up more and uh, you're ripping the bandaid off every time you do that. And so like, yeah, the anger and pain is distracting. You're saying from trying to move on, but I think that also just is moving on. That's what the process of moving on is like. It, it fucking sucks. You feel really shitty and all these bad feelings come up, um, but kind of working through those and, and not engaging with them as best you can you know, or enough to kind of process them. I think that's most of what you can do. Right. What do y'all think? Yeah. I think if you've got unprocessed emotion, that's for you to process. And by reengaging with someone who you have otherwise broken off contact relations with, uh, you're not processing that. In fact, you're probably adding more, right? Uh, and maybe part of it is uh, you don't want to let go deep down you're like ah oh, but if i argue with them some more can get to some conclusion right. but what does that bring you right if is that bringing you peace of mind and moving on and feeling disconnected from this person or is it prolonging something else that's definitely what it is in my experience right and more so than getting the feelings out to him and making him understand I think what you need to do is just get the feelings out at all. Yeah. You have, you have these things in you. You have these things you want to say. Go ahead and say them to a friend, to a therapist. Uh, write him a letter and then never fucking send it to him. Yeah. I love that move where you're like, hey, motherfucker, it's like <laughs> this. This is this thing. I feel this way. You're a piece of shit because. And then you put it in a little envelope and you mail it to hell. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, just put it anywhere other than in a mailbox to go to him, you know? Return to sender. Uh, no such address. Somebody's <laughs> got to mail stuff to hell sometimes. I bet that's something USPS encounters. <laughs> I like that a lot, though. You've gotten me onto the journaling, Audrey. And I've, I've used that more recently to try to get out feelings when I know there's kind of no point, like, engaging with them or, or bringing them up with somebody. It's going to be counterproductive, especially when it's something like this, where it's just kind of anger and frustration. I definitely find after you get them on the paper, I don't usually have the impulse to be like, I got to I gotta send this to somebody. It's more like, uh, well, they're on this page now and kind of writing it out makes it feel a lot less powerful. Yeah. A lot less uh, 
cyclical in, in my head if I can put them on the page. Exactly. You literally get the thing out of your head because it's going to bounce around inside your brain yeah. until you express it somehow. I'd heard that before, too, and I always had kind of like this, yeah, okay, that's nonsense, though, because I'm making a copy of it, but then words are still ping-ponging around up there. But it really, there really is something to it, to be able to kind of, it's like what Nate was talking about before with, like, all the stresses adding up, honestly, to be able to reduce something that seems so big and monolithic and unending and just fucking spiraling and spiraling to, hey, all of this shit that feels so strongly actually only takes up half of a page I think that makes it feel a lot smaller and a lot more manageable. Yeah. You could even you could even set the set it on fire if you want some cathartic stuff. Yeah. Eat, eat the note. You could do that <laughs> if it's non-toxic ink. Don't do it if it's toxic ink. But you could if it's non-toxic. I'm just spitballing you, over here. Do you think that you can buy specifically toxic ink pens? <laughs> You don't have the toxic section at your local office depot. You don't have the, the poison writing utensils section. That's my favorite. Uh, I searched uh, toxic ink pens and I found the Pilot G2 retractable gel pen. So I got one of those right around here somewhere. Yeah. I fucking I just picked this up. Huh? Maybe I toxic. picked it up because I, I knew it was toxic. <laughs> All right, here's a fun here's a fun little listener game we're gonna play. I'm gonna eat some of this ink. We're gonna Ooh. test this this myth. We're gonna see what happens if I am not dead by the end of the episode. Then myth busted, false advertising on them. <laughs> yeah, you see all the non toxic labels, but I would appreciate like a sharpie that just said this is poison. On Extra the side toxic. <laughs> yeah, give me the strong stuff. Sharpie heavy. Let's fucking go. What were we talking about with this question? Ah, uh, yeah, we're writing it down, all this stuff. I think a big thing to remember, too, and the more that this happens and you work through it, the easier this gets. Every time you have a situation like this where you feel overwhelmed with bad feelings, it's really easy to remember that feeling of being overwhelmed. A lot of times when you kind of get out of it and you get to a good place, you forget about that part because you're like, thank God it's over, on to other things. I, I like trying to take a moment and being like, Hey, let's consciously remember this. I fucking, I felt like I was going to die earlier today or like the day before or whatever. And now like I'm doing okay. Uh, I'm at Office Depot. Things aren't so bad. Uh, making like that mental snapshot. And then next time you're in this place and reminding yourself like, hey, we've gotten through this shit before. We can do this again. This isn't forever. I think that goes a long way. That's been, that's been helping me with anxiety stuff. Absolutely. And that's the tease, sis. On no other program can you get a combination of genuine advice and poison pen riffs. That's our brand. <laughs> genuine poison. Would you like to grow the brand some more by reading another listener question? Audrey, I think that's an excellent idea. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Hi, Audrey and Dono. Hi. Hello. This is my follow-up to my last question from a few weeks ago about insecurity when hooking up with new people and expectations for sex when you've got a dick! Two exclamation points. So I've been seeing this very sweet and pretty lady for a couple weeks, and we have hit it off well. Hooked up a few times, and it's been very much not anxiety-inducing like I thought, and I even worked up the nerve to tell her that I usually finish pretty quick, and I like to use toys a lot. Turns out she's way into it. Okay, well, here's the kicker. I haven't been able to orgasm any time we've hooked up. Ha! 
I am completely stumped. She's incredibly my type and way into me. By all metrics, I should be blasting off in seconds. I just thought you'd enjoy the irony. Love y'all. Wow. Context on this one. They they were hooking up with people and like really struggling with coming too quickly and getting in their head, right? And now, and now they can't come at all. And now they can't. I think they used our advice of like, hey, try some toys or like other things. You know, you don't have to go straight into uh, penetration if that's making you come too quick. Mm. But yeah, our advice was too good. <laughs> I think that's what's happened here. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all ever well, experienced this shift? Oh, what were you going to say, Nate? I was going to say, it It sounds like they're having fun, both of them. Yeah. So right. maybe don't worry about that. When it when it comes, it comes. But uh, I don't, it sounds like a good time. Absolutely. Yeah. As long as you're, as long as you are doing, as long as you're being open to the experience and you are fully in, like feeling everything and really exploring and getting the most out of it that you can get, you don't have to nut. You don't. It's nice, uh, but like if you got to take care of that later on by your lonesome, that's totally fine. Like I wouldn't get too in my head about it. Like it is, it is absolutely like. It's great to to experience that with a partner. And I don't know, maybe maybe you take some. Oh, we've we've given this advice before that, like, make one about you. Right. Make one yeah. session about like, like, can we do one for me about making me? Right. You know, or you cannot be in your head. You're like, no, it does not matter how quickly I come here. This is the point of what we're right. doing on this one. Exactly. Changed up on a later one. I, I do like that. Yeah, it's almost I've, like a vanilla scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like changing the context <laughs> in which uh, something is taking place, like being more intentional about the actions uh, going real, on though. in that. Yeah, gives a lot less room to to get in your head about things and like worrying if it's going to be too soon or too late or whatever. Uh, it definitely sounds like the way this person's talking about it. Yeah, that they seem more in a better place with it. And we love that. I have had a really similar experience and it like went through waves for a long time of like, I've come instantly. This is incredibly frustrating or it goes the opposite direction. And like, I fucking can't, or it takes absolutely forever. And it can be frustrating in its own way for sure. And I think it comes from the same place of just kind of pressure and thinking there's some expectation that you need to meet and kind of wigging yourself out. Uh, You know, it could also be just, you've been trying not to and really want to, not do it and now you're almost uh maybe like holding out like really not letting Mm. yourself go and maybe it's like an unconscious thing with this because you kind of uh you know have have kind of put effort into we're going to use toys we're gonna you know do all these other things to kind of um prolong the experience and and not have the focus be on me uh and it can kind of swing the other direction I'll say like my experience with that is the more kind of I took this advice we're talking about, because at least what I'm saying, this is coming from advice that I, I, I tried to take myself. The more you can kind of just let go of all of this and it set up scenes if you're into kink stuff or even if you're not just being more intentional, like Audrey is saying, uh, the kind of just having guardrails around it so you don't have this. What is it that they want? I'm not sure if they want me to take longer or not. Oh, God, now I'm on my head and I, I can't. And now it's taking too long or, or, or what have you. 
just the more you kind of talk through that set expectations and establish that it's okay no matter what you're going to have lots of opportunities to have sex sometimes it's, you're not going to come sometimes it's going to be right away all that pressure that you can take off i think you start landing on a on a better place um, but just explore this part too there is something really fun about like you get frustrated that you're coming too quickly and so like you can't try all these things maybe that you want to do with your partner and now you can maybe take yeah. advantage of that as well kind of see the blessing in it use it as a superpower do a all the time positions. in the world now yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's time now and his dick breaks <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the big ones for me, I used to have this where uh, I was on SSRIs and it was making me uh, take a yeah. really long time to, to achieve. Uh, and what I would do is I would say, I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can make it happen. And then within like the next attempt to summit, I would do it. You know what I mean? Right. So like, it, I think a lot of it has to do with taking the pressure off. And I think maybe if you really want to get there, you should try being like, admitting to your partner and to yourself oh, i might not i might not get it this time and they'll be like okay that's fine and you go okay that's fine and then i like yeah and then i would always pull it off is how it works for me if i admit that i can't do it then i can that seems like kind of what's happening here too where it's like sometimes your body's just gonna do the opposite of what your brain like wants right so maybe you, you, you keep tricking yourself Maybe you'd be like, hey, I don't want to come too quick or too late. And then maybe your body will be like, well, fuck you. I'm going to go right down the yeah, middle. How's that? Your body sound? will go then all Zizak and be like, perhaps the opposite is true. <laughs> That's exactly what it will do. That's what my body sounds like. It's perhaps. <laughs> it's fun that yours is the same way. <laughs> I'm picturing it's my belly button that's my talking in that body voice. Body is Zizak. <laughs> like this girl is on fire, but it's my body is Zizak. Pretty happy with that. Great pull. Feeling good about that? Okay, absolutely. <laughs> we got any more thoughts on this one before we move to another one? I'm good. All right. Well, look forward to the third update, right? Yeah. yeah it's just going to be like, I'm nutting all the time. <laughs> I nut constantly and it's fine. Always at the perfect time. But my partner's kink is having it be unpredictable, but it's always at the 20 minute mark. What the fuck? Uh, no, do update us though. I, I, I like to see that you're in a better like spirits than last time, and at least have made progress in some direction. Like the thing isn't happening so much anymore. So, high five to you there. Uh, we're all gonna make it. Oh yeah, that's what I have to say. All right, what else do we have? Do we want to do? Do we want to do a spicy one? This one's pretty spicy. Let's get spicy with it. Let's get spicy with it. Heya, Audrey, Dono, and Jake. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. This no. was some time ago. This is an old one. I had a quick question about sex work. How the heck do you get started showing up and stuff? I've been wanting my titties on screen forever, and being well away from New York and California has made that pretty difficult. Any advice helps. Thanks a ton, y'all. Love the show. This is spicy, and I'm entirely unequipped to deal with it. Seeing as how I am not involved in the sex work industry at any level, I don't know that I have accurate advice, but I think I think I know how to, like, if you just want your titties on a screen, right? You want them available to somebody, and you want to get some money from it, right? Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that OnlyFans? Don't you make an OnlyFans and then you make a Twitter about the OnlyFans and then you post it places and you follow people and you try to get retweeted and you retweet their stuff. 
you follow it's like you just play the social media game it's like promoting fucking concerts you know it's the same shit that i used to do back in the day you're just doing right. it about your titties this time right it's kind of like having a twitter for a podcast except for in, instead of a podcast it's it's, titties. A, it's a pair of titties it's your Absolutely. titties yeah, yeah. Maybe you try to farm some engagement by posting pictures of birds that you're excited about. <laughs> <laughs> That's a strategy I've heard works really well. A tit mouse, perhaps. Oh, there you go. You can, you can get some little there puns go. going with it. Uh, maybe we, we've had folks who do OnlyFans on before. Yeah. Maybe we, we bring this one back up when we have some expertise. Unless, uh, Nate, uh, you, got any, you got any porn you're working on? Not at the yeah, moment. Yeah, no, yeah, not right now. If, Damn it. You know, if it'll help me relax, maybe I'll, I'm open to it. But <laughs> it seems pretty stressful, actually. It's yeah, yeah. like a little nerve wracking to me. I guess my question that I love to know from this person is are they looking to immediately monetize or right. just kind of dip toes in the water? Because there are a lot of, you know, subreddits where it's just, hey, here's my titties, here's my ass cheeks, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I'm sure they build careers off of that. I know OnlyFans sometimes gets uh, criticized for not being as glamorous and easy as sometimes people make it. Sure. Right? There's the what is it affiliate links and stuff where it's like yeah, for sure. one of the like best ways to make OnlyFans is to make it seem like you are really successful at OnlyFans. So people are like, you know what? I could do that. I'm going to click her link and I'm going to sign up and make my own uh... and then. I think there's like downstreams. It's it gets really gross when you think That's about like pyramid-y. the way the money yeah. flows. Uh, so maybe don't jump in to be like, all right, OnlyFans, this is my, you know, I'm all in on this. For uh, sure. But yeah, take a look. See what other people are doing where they seem to be successful and happy and not trying to yes. sell you something. Yes. I think that's a, a golden rule in any try to like money making thing that you yeah. want to get into is, yeah. is keep an eye out for who is like doing well genuinely well and who is trying to market something to you that's a very good point that's huge maybe we did have better advice on this than we thought (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i this is what i it's essentially what i told um somebody that i was close to who was thinking about getting into sex work i was like so what do you what are you looking to get out of it are you looking to get money out of it or are you looking to get gratification out of it um because the money doesn't come easy uh and it takes a lot of work and a lot of preparation a lot of like maintenance to keep any kind of because essentially it's just uh, the way megan graves put it is just marketing it's a fucking marketing job it's a huge part of it yeah um if you want to get your titties on a screen take a picture of your titties and then put it places where people can see it you know what i mean are gone wild yeah our butterfly wings that's the big reddit one right because you know what hey maybe give us a follow-up here uh and we could bring this up next time we have somebody on who who does this kind of thing yeah uh but uh, yeah i think that is the important thing here is what exactly are you looking for because just jumping in something uh straightforward easy to access like that could be good give you a sense of if you like it or not and then if you get some kind of following on there that's kind of a jumping off point yeah yeah, I I am amazed that this person wrote into me, you, and specifically Jake, Jake Flores, Flores for advice on how to break into sex work. I guess Jake's more adjacent to it than either of us, but I, he had like a he had like something leak. Uh, yeah, 
But I don't, I don't remember if that was intentional or if he was kind of doing that purposefully. Well, I have to ask no, him. I believe that was I don't, I believe on it accident. Wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. Send us a little follow-up maybe with clarification and we'll, we'll, we'll bring it up with an expert next time. Uh, but we appreciate your question. I think my bird advice is evergreen, by the way. I think that could be a fun, like combining nudes and, and pictures of cool birds. Come on. People are writing in all the time telling me how they're horny for my bird books. <laughs> and it, and it, it just keeps encouraging me to keep talking about it. Uh, and so I will. RFTB Dono on Twitter. I unlocked my account. I'm doing bird Woo! of the day posts, motherfucker. Woo! Learn about a Kia today. Hey, not the car, but this one might eat your car. That's a little teaser. All right. We have time for one more question, I believe. Speak it. Before I need to tuck and roll. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, we're going to try to find a smaller one here. Oh, by God. Oh, by God. By God. He has broken in half. Uh, is it normal to feel like your partner is used to you? I feel like I see them every day, so they're just used to how pretty I am or like I can't be spontaneous because they know everything about me. So that could hmm. be a quandary of a long-term relationship. You've got the upside of knowing each other super well, and that's lovely, but yeah, it can feel kind of hard to like be spontaneous like you're saying or you feel like you can surprise them in some way. What do we got as tips to kind of break the, in the words of Smash Mouth, break the mold, so to speak. Just drop some really heavy shit on him out of nowhere for no reason. Jesus. <laughs> Just be like... <laughs> In 2010, I was driving in the middle of the night and someone stepped out in front of the car and uh, I just kept going. I was driving I alone. I was worried. Yeah, yeah drop something. Exactly. Like, yeah, this shakes they it go, up. Holy fuck. <laughs> and then suddenly you're a mystery. They don't there know anything go. about you anymore. There you go. Nate, you're in a long term <laughs> relationship. You you got any, any, I don't know, anything you like to do to kind of mix it up or like, hey, surprise. I mean, I think there is something comforting about being with someone who you know very well right you're familiar That's with true. as as this questioner has put it yeah. uh i don't think it's it's necessarily a bad thing uh if you're feeling bored or worried your partner is bored then scheduling time together to do something it doesn't have to be spontaneous or wild it's just you know hey let's do a couple of hours just us either trying a new thing, watching something new in a new location, right? Yeah. Uh, even if it's the same person that you're intimately familiar with, a uh, different context can, uh, you know, make it feel fresh and fun. I think that's a very good idea, especially if, like, you're spending a lot of time together just kind of in your day-to-day -day routine, where it's kind of like, oh, we get up, we make coffee, and we, you know, uh, you go to work and I go to work or, or whatever the hell where it's almost more of just, well, that can get kind of repetitive and boring in itself, but it's not about the person being boring. They're just kind of, uh, because of the intimacy of the relationship, you're going through the boring things together, which again, yeah, can be, can be very good. Isn't, isn't a bad thing by any means. Um, but yeah, but going on, going on a little trip or something. Or, yes. You know? Huge. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you're the one who is bored or looking for change, then communicate it and propose it and do something. Go and make a trip. And if you're just worried that your partner is going to be bored because you are in a routine, then ask them if there's anything they want to do. I think it's 
Simple as that. Because sometimes if you're just comfortable with someone, that's fine. That's relaxing. That's not bad at all. And we love <laughs> relaxing on this program. <laughs> We're striving for it. That really got me. <laughs> I just also like, uh, if you're looking from like, uh, oh, they're used to how pretty I am or whatnot, uh, sexually speaking, introduce some other stuff. You got any like yep. kinks or stuff you haven't done you want to try out together? Propose some of that. Even just discussing that kind of thing and planning stuff, that can be exciting in its own right. Could also change up your look in some capacity. And that like helps get a lot. some input on Cut your that. hair, grow your hair. Yeah. Start eating it with yogurt or perhaps a chili dog. <laughs> Folks. Uh, no, but it, 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 I don't know. It adds a it adds a mix up to things. I'm still waiting for my ear piercings to heal, but like I'm very excited for the prospect of and now I can like choose different earrings to wear and stuff. Yeah. That kind of mixes things up. And even if that's more of like a, well, it's just me kind of thing, you know, it's something you can involve your partner in, like get some suggestions or be like, hey, what do you think of this look? Hey, what do you think of this? Huh? There's something, there's some fun that can be had there. I think like going to events too, where you can dress up in a, in a different way than you usually do. You know, if it's like in a fancy way or if it's Halloween and, you know, you're the hot dog and the guy who kind of looks like a hot dog. <laughs> There's something fun about that, too. Just some kind of little, I don't know, project or something you're working on together. Definitely. Anything Many to break options. the monotony. Just do different. Do something different than you've been doing. Yeah. Hit somebody with your car in the middle of the night. <laughs> handle the fallout together. That'll mix things up in a big way. Yeah. Trauma. That's a real trauma bond. Yeah, that's good advice. Commit a heinous crime, traumatizing <laughs> both you, your partner, and the unfortunate victim, and you'll be linked for all of eternity. Yeah. That's the only advice this show needs. <laughs> Commit acts of violence together. Jesus Christ. Christ. It's, it's the afternoon. It's, this is this dark Dono's coming out. <laughs> we're not recording at night. This is what happens when we record in the early afternoon, folks. My Unhinged. brain goes to crazy places. All right, I have to tuck and roll. Definitely. I'm going to entrust closing out the show to y'all. Uh, I'm going to drop on. I love you. Thanks. Bye. And uh, follow me on Twitter at RFTBDono. That's my plug. Nate, thank you very much for joining us. I'm, I'm giving you a clap just for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, okay. If I X out, will my audio continue? I believe so. Okay. Uh... Goodbye. Go! Okay. <laughs> All right. Now there's just the two of us. Uh, why don't you hit everybody with the plugs? Why don't you tell everybody where they can find your stuff? Amazing. Yes. I'm at Vrunt, V-R-U-N-T, on pretty much every social media platform. Uh, I have super follows now. They're one Ooh. sucker. I got one sucker in. Uh, shout out to Mitch, uh, one of my good friends, a member of Relaxing Chat. Uh, if you want to join Mitch in seeing the occasional post that is only for super follows, it's usually... Ooh some minor explainer of what stupid bit I'm doing at the moment, uh, send Twitter your money and I get a small cut. Fucking A. I love that grift. Like that could, that could really go places for some folks. That's really <laughs> cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, I got a plug for another t podcast that I do. It is called uh, data transfer. It's a trans feminine reading of the Digimon adventures, uh, animated series. Uh, I got a book for November. So I'm gonna come at you. I'm gonna come at you, Nate, about getting book for the month of, uh, of November as we get closer to it. Um, 
yep. So go check that out on any major podcast platform uh, that you like. Uh, let's see. Another thing we do at the end of the show, we do patron shout outs. And now I'm going to see if I can handle this all by my lonesome. I'm going to see if I can. You got this. You know, it's usually a two hander, but we're going to see what we can do here in alphabetical order. We are going to shout out Andy, Anthony Lindbergh, our beloved day one Barb, Donovan's beloved day one, his dad, <laughs> Dylan, daddy, Hoobstank, our friend Sid, Mal Criada, Mickey Flykick from episode 105, The Yellow Rose of Toteland, Ryan, Rich Homie, Click Clack, Spreadable Fruit, Super Deformed, and our very good friend, Ren. I want to thank all of you for uh, supporting us at the $10 a month level. Hey, if you want your name shouted out as well, head on over to patreon.com slash RFTB. Give us 10 bucks a month. Not only do you get those bonus episodes Donovan mentioned in the uh, ad read in the middle there, you also get shouted out on the show. Uh, finally... We've got music. I do the intro song. It's called uh, Horn. What is it? I fuck it up every week. <laughs> Horn Filters, the love theme from RFTB. You can find it in more songs like it at soundcloud.com slash RFTB pod. And our outro is Rat Curse by the Bellowing Pines, which I'm recording later because I totally forgot to do it in the show. Also, I'm sick now. So enjoy that. I think that's it. I want to thank you again for joining us, Nate. Thank you so much. A little one person round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Thank you. You're fun. Oh, it's sweet. Uh, and you're fun too, listener. And I want to thank you for for tuning in. And I want to give you one of these. I want to be like right up on this microphone, like I have a tendency to do. And I want to go. I love you. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>